Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Warp Lords podcast. My name is Mike Danger Votor, and I will be your dungeon master this evening. Tonight, I am joined by Devin, Sonny, Graham, and Jared, and we are picking back up on Tales of the Blood Moon. Why don't you guys tell me who you're playing, and then we'll go over what happened to you last week, and then we'll jump right in. I'm Devin. I'm playing Rhubarb, the Kate Sith sniper. Um, so he's like a bipedal little cat guy with a bow and arrow. And let's see, last week uh, we had to kill a guy. Uh, sh- shot him in the eyeball, brain shot, and he died. Very sad stuff. Um, and we, yeah, we were we were on a ship and we had to kill him, and now we're on land. Hey, I'm Sunny. I play Emmy, the Tengu mage healer who uh, is currently standing next to one of his best friends' murderers. Um, he is kind of the uh, Jack Black of Peter Jackson's King Kong. And, you know, he's he's doing his best to deal with uh, what's likely going to result in just some minor PTSD. Uh, I'm Graham, and I play Blair, the starving artist, striving to find inspiration and no longer be starving. And he is joined by longtime acquaintance, uh, more recently close friend, Zulroth. Yeah, we know each other for a bit. Close friends is a weird, is probably a stretch though. Well, an upcoming thing. Right. That's why I started with acquaintance. <laughs> uh, and I'm Jared. I'm playing Zulroth. Uh, Zulroth is a Ungoloth, which is like a big spider thing. Uh, he's basically an honor student at the, uh, school in Lindenburg. I'm blanking on the name of it right now. All Father Academy. All Father Academy, of course. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, he's just a good student, uh, and he has really bad nightmares, and he is an aspiring <laughs> artist, and that's why, uh, Blair and him get along well. All right. And what happened last week, guys? We were on a boat transporting, um, some people who needed to get to an island. They are, uh, uh they have special blood, and, uh, one of someone in our party, not one of the people we were protecting, but someone who's actually my specific travel companion was, um, you know, he, he hit puberty a little too fast and, um, became a big monster while I tried to settle him down with a nice collar and chain. My other traveling companion shot him in the eyeball. And then, uh, we arrived at the Island and everyone, well, except for a few sailors, uh, everyone arrived safely. Uh, Blair and Zulroth had some fun at a, a town that definitely has a name. Um, Ver, Ver something or other. Verleone. Bruh, we hung out at the Citrus Cafe in Verleone and just had some really nice coffee. And some seafood. And it was great. And then we walked through a mall, or a bazaar, excuse me. I showed him my artwork and he said, huh, it wasn't very good. <laughs> I was nicer than that. He was pretty nice about it. Zulroth's just Jeez. a bit uh, tender. So th- we went we went through a bazaar, and then we went to uh, the Gilded Lions, uh big building, their southern, 
or Southern something or other, uh, and met with Captain Beckett Withers. Uh, that's basically like a mafia thing. Uh, he gave me some, uh, item called the black eye or black sky eye. He didn't give me a black eye. Uh, Blair, on the other hand, got distracted and drew some stairs. And then we, uh, walked over to the docks. I think that that's pretty much broad strokes. It's like pretty much the thing. Yeah. Wow. Sounds like you live a cushy, <laughs> nerfy life. <laughs> Sitting on your biscuit. Never having to risk it. Never having to risk yeah, it. Yeah. Well, you guys fucking like murdering your friends. We're just hanging out. <laughs> yeah. Imagine having to be an asshole who needs to kill people. We're just having like coffee like and hanging it. out. It was out of necessity. It was, it was a mercy killing. To Rhubarb's credit, they weren't friends. <laughs> they <Yeah>. just met. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we weren't doing any murdering. We were just having a nice coffee. Yeah, you don't have it in you. Coward. You guys were just killing time. <laughs> it was an assisted suicide, right? He asked to be killed. He Actually, he did, yeah. Yeah, he very literally said, put me out of my misery. And then you didn't until after. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I wasn't even going to do it then, all right? That's actually a valid point. You're right. You weren't going to do it at all. I was trying to <laughs> let Emmy use his power of compassion to remedy the situation, but it didn't work. It didn't work that way because he just didn't have enough actions to make his soup collar fast enough. <laughs> it, it. Hey, I fucking came real close to at least getting punched in the face again. So <laughs> we can, we can look yeah, at it that way. You were one action away. and Emmy, you two are standing in the center of the capital of the heartland known as Shal Ghul. In front of you is an old elven man with a long beard and slicked back uh, gray hair. He wears white, red, and gold robes. Interesting. Both of you please make me intelligence checks. Don't know, don't care. That's going to be a failure. <laughs> He looks down and he goes, It is good that Jonah found people to accompany his boat. Welcome to Shal Ghul, children. My name is Samadir Orinth. Please, follow me. Is that, um, is that a name I would recognize? Yeah, absolutely. Instantaneously. Uh, that failed intelligence check just now. <laughs> okay. Both people. of you were like, oh, okay, right. This is, this is some guy whose name everybody knows. Is this like the, the Pope master? I guess. Yeah. He's, he's the leader of the church of, of Ceros. Beautiful. Beautiful. And he's an elf. Okay. And, uh, since the church of Ceros runs this land, he's also the leader of this country. Awesome. Uh, cool. So I assume you guys follow yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. You guys walked through this cavern underneath the plateau that the city rises on top of. You walked through this, like, black and blue stone caverns until you circled around a staircase and walked up into the center of town. 
immediately you all were overwhelmed by just the sheer brightness of this town. When you got here, it was barely sunrise, but now that you're inside of the city itself, it's straight up noon. The sun is like right overhead. It is impossibly bright. You guys follow through some streets, pass through a couple of buildings, until you come up to a large gothic church. A very ornately decorated, huge affair. You look behind it, and behind it you see the lighthouse. It's the lighthouse that's on all of the money, the litras, the banknotes that you guys have. The flips around and you see the beams of light kind of swirl above the city, and you think that that might be why it's constantly light out. Regardless of that, you follow him through the gates, you walk past these ornate fountains and into the church of Syros itself and its headquarters. Do we do we have our whole like cadre of people with us? Yeah, everyone's following. Okay. Uh, does that include the boat captain? Uh no, the boat captain did not come up to town. Okay. Probably has boat stuff to do. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard of that. You guys are heading on in. You walk into an audience chamber, and you see there that the lanky old man with a ton of fun, like, you can tell that he's very old and very skinny, and you don't know how he's able to walk so, like, elegantly with all of these robes on. You'd assume that they'd be, like, holding him down and carrying him down, but they do not. He heavily, and with a grunt, sits down. All right, all right. Um, did Jonah happen to tell you all exactly what it is that I needed? Or why I'm bringing these people here? I'm looking more to Rudab. I'm sorry, Rhubarb. Why are you looking at me? No, he didn't tell us. All right. I'm just doing this to clear my bar tab, so... (laughs) Well... It must be an expensive bar tab. Yeah, it's not good, that's for sure. Well, no matter. Essentially, you all are required. Recently, the medical facility in Ashad has stopped producing medicine. This is causing an outbreak of thrall across all of the countries that I am in contact with. I need a diverse group of powerful individuals to figure out what is wrong and to get it back up and running once again. Some of the people that you brought here are fugitives, are wanted for their uniqueness, their actions that they've done in the past, or maybe they're here for a greater purpose. So, you two, the ones that Jonah hired to protect this lot, I have a question for you. Shoot. Would you accompany this team? Would you help us in this goal? I promise you that you wouldn't go unrewarded for such a thing. What kind of reward are we talking about here? Well, we plan on paying everyone a thousand litra upon completion of this task. Ooh. More than enough to clear that tab, no? That's a pretty penny. Wait, sir, it, if, if I may ask... Uh, are you suggesting that this group of people might be somehow capable of slowing the spread of thrall? I, I don't understand. Like, that doesn't seem like the kind of thing you need to pay for, right? That's that's just so good. Why would why 
Why would anyone turn that down or oppose us? I'm not sure. The people of Ashad have always been mysterious, silent, and closed off from the rest of the more civilized world. I'm not sure if tragedy has befallen them, if the workers have started a strike. I'm not sure if the factory itself has just fallen into disrepair. That is why I need a group of diverse individuals with different backgrounds. People who see things from different point of view. People who will be able to adapt to any situation. Alright, well, if it if it helps with the thrall, you can count me in. Well, for a thousand smackers, I'm on board. Wonderful. Feel free to take some time to rest and recover. I could see from from a great deals away some fire on the ship, so I can't imagine your travels were easy. Uh, this is still Samadir, right? Yes. Um, yes. Um, about that, it's. I, um, sir, I don't. And like, kind of awkwardly stammering before he gets to the words of um. I'm kind of a big fan, sir, and uh, I don't know if the rumors are true. Can can you actually remove Thrall from somebody's body completely? I can't say that I can do it completely. I've I've never been successful in that, my son. What I can tell you is I have been able to stop the spread of Thrall. So I'm able to put a, a, a temporary halt on the havoc that it can wreak on one's body. That's why this medicine is so important. Well, that that makes sense. <sighs> All right. Um, then I, I don't suppose you would recognize uh, this symbol, and uh, I don't know if I can 100% recollect it straight up, but uh, the, the thing that the snake man drew, am I able to reproduce that like not in a magical way, but in like a yeah. If you want to try and draw it, you can go ahead and make me a style check. Yeah, you know me and my style is a two. This yeah, exactly. Easy. Should go well. Super oh. easy, barely an inconvenience. Dude, five of five of two. You know, five of two. There it is. It's so crude, but you managed to get the design right. It's a triangle shaped, but essentially it's just one line that goes in on itself until it gets to a point. Yeah, I, I show him my, uh, you know, my child drawing of this. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you take a moment, recreate it, and he looks at it, and he goes, Huh. Yeah, I... I do recognize that. It's an old, ancient symbol. Apparently it has been used by druids to spread the... the beast-like thrall through one's veins faster. What, where exactly did you see this symbol? Who who drew this? Uh, a snake man. He kind of um, he came through. He was he was originally part of our party back when we had uh, I think it was nine, right? We had nine originally. Now we're down to eight. So yes. Uh, he's like back back when we had nine. Oh, um, so well, you're seven now. But oh, yes. sorry. Uh, uh, All good. Yeah. yeah. R.I.P. Pour one out. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he he did it to. Um, well, you saw the fire that came from someone who was consumed by the thrall. Ah, I see. I'm sorry to hear that that has happened. What did what What did this person 
look like, out of curiosity? Did they have any identifiables on them? I, I, I feel like maybe they were a hunter or something. Does that sound about right? Yeah. Naga trash. Yellow hunter. Hmm. This is something that I will have to look into. I am very close with the hunters. And I'm very close with Marius himself. If his hunters are using this mark to spread thrall, and the yellow hunters are the ones doing it, that poses a bad, uh, a, a bad sign. I do appreciate that you brought this to my attention, and I will do what I can to get it sorted out or get to the bottom of it for you. Thank you. Uh, and I don't suppose you have a, um, a memorial ground, uh, some, somewhere where we may remember those who fell along the way? We do. Uh, please, follow me. Follow his ass. So, he brings you downstairs into a large burial chamber, essentially underneath the church. The ground is kind of soft, the halls are dark outside of just lamplight, candles, stuff like that. We bring people from the Order here. It appears as though you were in my daughter's army, it would seem. As he kind of, like, pulls the yellow thread from underneath the red-painted tunic that you wear. Yep, yep, yep. Was your companion in her army as well? Yes, sir. And if I may be honest, I know she's your daughter, but... Him and I, we just couldn't stand by anymore for what she was doing. Um, I, I mean, no disrespect, but... By all means, you do not disrespect me. I understand the truth behind your words, and I understand the poor path that my daughter has gone down. Unfortunately, her reign of terror still continues, but that is not a matter that you have to concern yourself with anymore. I will say this, though. Going down that path has led you astray from the path of Cirrus's true light. If you help and succeed in this mission, I'm sure that you'll be back on the right track in her eyes again. And maybe we'll get you one of these that's not so... Uh, aftermarket? As he kind of like pulls your tunic a little bit by the shoulder. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, while, while traveling, it's you know, the the options are sometimes limited. I understand. Uh, if you would like, you can bring your companion down here if you need to make a burial spot. I will allow it this once. Did uh, did you shoot his body off the the fucking boat? Yeah, it it, it gone. Okay, he fell off the boat. I didn't explicitly shoot him off the boat. Just. You know, gravity, stuff like that. Alright. Momentum. I'm gonna take some of the belonging. Not the necklace I will keep, but um, I'll take some of the stuff, like, whatever personal effects he had in his bag um, that, like, you know, won't help us at wall adventuring. Maybe some sort of personal items. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, I'll I'll bury that, and um, I'll take, like, a little bit of a soggy carrot that was left from the soup, and I'll bury that with him, and I'll, I'll say something <laughs> like, this was your favorite meal while alive. May it help you cross over. And, uh, you know, spend whatever time bring. Yeah. What you end up doing is you end up burying a photograph of him and his family. And you 
bury that down into the soft earth, put a little mound over top of it, soggy carrot in, say your prayer, take a moment, and then you head back upstairs. So, Devin, uh, Rhubarb sees Orinth and Emmy leave for a minute. Orinth comes up by himself after a moment. And he sits down. I apologize. Um, so, those of you who will accept this mission and join out, you have about a week to rest and recover here before you head on out. A whole week? Indeed a week. I have made accommodations for you, and after that you'll take the same boat out that you took in, and you will head straight to the port city of Verleone. Is it going to be repaired in a week? Yes, that's why you're, you'll be here. The captain, the captain says that should right. be repaired by then. As I said, from there, you will head to Verleone, to the south, and it is there that you will then travel to Ashad, where you will find the medical facility in question. Sounds good. If you need anything of me during this time, please just let me know. I will be around and available. Where are these accommodations? So, if you head on out of the church and make a left here, Follow it down, it'll be the large building near the edge of the wall. You'll see it, no problem. Alright, thanks. Of course. I should be the one thanking you all, after all. With that, you are let out, and you are free to uh, spend the week however you would like. A good portion of it, I feel like you guys would just spend relaxing, and potentially getting to know the potential members of the crew. Only a couple of the people who you escorted here seem to be going with you uh, on this leg of the journey. Is the orc one of them? Is the orc one of them? Uh, She is not. Uh, Who is coming with us? So, the really, really pale elvish girl from the north is coming with you. Uh, The... If you um, if you want to give me names, I'm I'm writing this all down. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you have the names, that is. I do have names for people. Uh, Sabrina is a Kate Sith. Um, she is coming with you guys. You have Derek, who is, is the big Jotun. He's coming with you. He seems to be some kind of engineer. He's one of the, one of the tech guys that you were, uh, traveling with. And then, um, Monique is the elf girl, who's very, very pale. Those are the three from the boat who are going to accompany you further. And Derek is not, he's not the dwarf that I was like. He is not the dwarf inventor, okay. no. It seems as though all of the people who are escaping persecution or having their ideas stolen are staying here for protection. So like Flicker, Torrance was the guy with the mace. Torrance is staying behind here for safekeeping, <sighs> stuff like that. Fucking love that guy. It's a real bummer. Well, it's not like he's not gonna exist. Alright, I wanna spend my third I wanna spend my week developing my third eye so I can stay in contact with him the whole time. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Tell me what you would do in this situation, please, Torrance. Help. <laughs> Just call out to him. <laughs> um, but if if you actually do want to know what we're doing for the week, I honestly think that I would try to come to terms with the death of him so that way you know. Just so he's not like sad for the whole actual adventure. And, for sure. Uh, and like I think I would I would make whatever accommodations necessary to make it so uh, I could um 
take that necklace, whatever charm is on it, mm-hmm. and I would probably try to fashion it into more of a bracelet situation. Okay. Or, sure. or actually, sorry, I would actually make it a longer necklace. My, my mistake. Okay, cool. No, fine by me. You are easily able to do that. So you spend a good portion of the week in the church and by Velis's grave coming to terms with what happened and uh, trying to get over it as quick as possible. You go to some local artisan and jewelry shops and get some materials and you reformat the charms. You now have like a longer gold necklace made out of these like golden moon shaped circles. Hell yes. Hell yes. Devin rhubarb is just chillaxing, drinking by the bar, having a having a grand old time. Yeah, having a little week vacation before the next mission. Basically, seeing what this town has to offer, if there's anything interesting, and then beyond that, yeah, just drinking, maybe do some target practice. The most interesting thing that you find in town is the lighthouse. It's not very interesting. Well. The lighthouse is so bright and it can be seen from so far off that you guys are actually in a town that doesn't get dark. So it is daylight for the entire week that you're here. I hope this hotel or tavern or wherever it has blackout curtains. It's got some pretty dank curtains, don't you worry. That's good. I'll be pissed off if I can't get my catnaps in. (laughs) Of course, naturally. All of the town is seemingly built out of stone and everything seems to be like a religious testament to the god Ceros that looks over this land. So as you walk, you see, like, red ivy with these blue roses coming off of them, covering everything, large columns, lots of carvings, filigree, and just a very ornate-looking city as you begin to look around and discover it. Devin, you've actually been here before. So you remember that to the west of town is where the Hunter's Academy is. I don't want to go that way, then. I mean, you definitely don't want to go that way, for sure. You definitely don't also go to the low part of town. There's, like, you're on the high part of town. You can exit out the gates and go to the low part of town. That's where a lot of the hunters in the academy stay. Um, I, I, uh, I know this is kind of a meta question, but, um, uh, I would, um, is it possible for me to, or for the five of us who are going out on this adventure, to at some point hang out and um, talk to anyone who might have a map of the area and come up with like a like a plan Absolutely. for this sort of thing. So it's it's more than five of you that are going. It's just three that are from the boat. It seems like you're also getting some help from um, the members of the the church itself as well. So oh, okay. There are ten. Uh, there are ten people that are accompanying you two. So it'll be twelve together. Okay. I'll say that like on the last day after you guys prepare, recuperate, and do all that good uh, good good old stuff you guys take a moment group together get to know each other and hang on out and um and also uh, as a final i don't know what i would if this is possible to the uh the inventor um i, I know he's not coming on the adventure i want to know can i i want to have him make a um kind of like a grenade but it only has force and what I want it, the, the, the effect of what I'm looking to do is I want to put it inside of my jar of flour. So when I smash it, it like propels the dust in like a huge radius. It's not going to be like thick, like a smoke bomb or anything. Uh, I just want to be able to get flour just everywhere. <laughs> do you do that like earlier in the week? That was, yeah, that was, okay. that was, yeah. Totally fine. And like I'll pay him like whatever his costs are if I, if I can. Absolutely. 
Yeah. I'll say that he goes ahead and he does that. And I will uh, think on that in a minute and give you the cost and all that good stuff in a minute as I write it down and do some, you know, quick adjustments. But yeah, absolutely. Fuck yeah. We'll say it's the last day. You guys are getting ready to gear up for the ship. As you guys are boarding, you decide to have this meeting. Torrance comes running up to you uh, before you head out, and he hands you your jar of flour again. Hell yeah. Oh, great. I, I did what I could for you, Amy. I know, and I hope that this will help in, in a pinch for you. Oh, sure will. Th- thank you so much. Of course. I'll say that you paid him uh, a litre to get a force grenade essentially put inside of that. Hell yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. Yep. All right. So uh, now that we have everybody here, um, just, do we have like a, anybody here know a layout or have a map of the town maybe? So we can maybe plan what we're going to do. Uh, so a Tengu man speaks up. He has dark reddish skin, almost purple. Uh, his crow wings fly high like behind his back they're out they're not hidden like yours behind a pack or anything like that he wears a large duster he has blonde hair yeah um i don't think we're going to be getting a map of a shot anytime soon but i do have a map of the country i suppose that that'll be something right we could plan at least our journey from what i from what i was able to gather it seems as though this whole, like, a shod place is kept to itself. They don't let anyone in there. I think that's going to be our first issue. How did they keep people out? Was it magic? Was it uh, just really robust guards? I would assume it's a wall, but honestly, walls are easily climbable or flyable. You know what I mean? I do. I, I think it's a really dumb strategy to try to surround, like, your border with a wall and hope that nobody will get in. It just doesn't seem like it'll work. Let's hope it's a wall and we can just fly over it. Should be easy enough to get people in and out then. And we're there to help. What are they going to do? Stop us? <laughs> That's what I would hope. Finch, by the way. Finch Kraus. He reaches Emmy. out to shake your hand. I definitely give him the handshake. We do the, the secret Tengu handshake, which we can't describe on the air. But you know. Of course. You guys like make a crow squ- like scraw at the end of it. It's real weird. Oh, yeah. Brother, or whatever. <laughs> so you guys board the ship take a moment when you're heading down from the soup deck you notice that all of the holes in the top deck are fixed after the week has passed i'm gonna inspect them it definitely looks as though they took out the planks that were broken and replaced them i gotta nudge it with my toe and nod my head okay cool you nudge it with your toe and it is very secure yeah it looks good how much do you weigh? Probably like a couple of pounds. Like a cat amount of weight? However much a large cat weighs. Large house cat. I like the idea of you jumping up and down to see, oh, this sturdy wood. This completely lightweight cat. <laughs> cool. So, you guys sit on down and have your meeting and get to know everybody. So, as I mentioned, there were the three people who you had already been traveling with who are now part of your crew. Once again, Sabrina, Derek, and Monique. Finch looks straight up like he's an investigator or a detective. As you sit down, uh, there's this fancy-looking human man with, like, Coke bottle glasses, and he looks very nervous to exist and be in this situation. 
my name is my name is Abraham. Um I I study cultures and their their tactics. So hopefully I'll be able to serve as a good liaison for differences in in customs. Yeah, I haven't I I, I haven't been to Ver before, but I am very excited about it. All right. You also have a group of two treasure hunters. They're very much like outfitted in like treasure hunter looking gear, like very stereotypical, like we're going to go on an African safari type looking dudes, like wearing flowy tan clothes, lots of pockets, big backpacks. Uh, looks like they have a lot of potential excavation gear. I don't like them. Oh, okay. Is one of them Matthew McConaughey from Fool's Gold? Uh, no, one of them is not Matthew McConaughey from Fool's Gold. It's Matthew McConaughey from Sahara. <laughs> now, is it, it could also be Matthew McConaughey from Mud. No. No, we only talk about good movies here. Go back to Sahara. Yeah. <laughs> Great movie. You see that they, they also pull out maps as well, and they pull out some old-looking relics. The last time that Persephone and I went to Ver, we began to look around and we began to see what we could. Uh, our pathway was stopped due to the marshes to the south, so I think that we're going to have to traverse those if we want to even get to the gates of Ashad. And the relics that he pulls out, um, one seems to be like a drawing of a flower and the other one seems to actually be a dried-up flower. From what I found before and from what I've heard from different reports from the locals, it seems as though these marshes are rather poisonous. So we will have to be very careful on how we tread. Just don't eat anything, then. Well, of course. Is it airborne? It can be. If it's stepped on, it can release uh, spores like a fungus, and it can yeah. enter uh, through your nasal cavities or your respiratory system. Well, that's disgusting. All right. And the three people from the Heartland are all kind of quiet as they're just listening to your plan and going along with what you say. But um, there are two Asura twin girls who are fairly heavily armored, and they have large maces on their back. They look very, very uh, tanky. Well, I wouldn't fuck with them. So what... Going back to these gates, one of the girls kind of speaks up. She has a lower voice, and she's uh, uh, she's more thickly built than her sister. Her sister is a little bit thin, thinner. Uh, she has indigo-colored hair. Yeah, what if they're they're locked? What if we can't get over these gates? What do we do then? I know that the I know that Samadir said something about a guide, but if they don't let anyone in who isn't from the town, that doesn't bode well for us. I'm always down to smash a gate or two. And she kind of like nudges her sister and starts laughing. But I don't think that'd be a good entrance. I'll just unlock it from the other side or something. It's fine. All right. I could probably, if it's a bar, if it's got bars, I can probably fit through them. If not, I can probably climb it. So we'll see. We'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. I mean, I could also probably just fly him over, you know? That's, that's true. We'll have to see what the gate looks like, and then devise a plan. I mean, ideally whoever has got it in the gate, once we explain when we're there, they'll just let us in, right? So, Let us let us hope. 
I, I think it would be weird if people tried to keep us out of town, especially when we're just there to try and help. And this is the last person who speaks up, and this is a red priest from the heart. Well, what if the gar- guy guarding the gate doesn't want us to help? Well, then we have an entirely different situation on our hands now, don't we? Gotta be ready. I, I pack Gam Gam's bow. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I guess that's a answer. Aren't these people the only ones who know how to make the medicine? Maybe we shouldn't go in trying to kill them. That might not be prudent. Well, I'm not saying we go in guns blazing. I'm just saying, gotta be ready. Ready for anything. Prepare for the best, expect the worst. We could always try and use a disguise or two. Uh, this is Sabrina speaking up the Kate Sith, and you see she kind of, like, takes a moment and she spins around and she's uh goes from being a cat to being um a human in blue robes. If we all get convincing enough disguises, maybe we can convince them we're from Dirk. Disguises? Yeah. Well, I mean, le- last resorts and all. Like, I'm, I'm just thinking about options in case we get rejected from entering. I mean, if it's a closed community, they probably know everybody, right? So, to do that, we'd have to get someone, we'd have to lure somebody out, no? Hmm. Well, you are probably right. We have plenty of time to figure this out. Hope for the best, prepare for the worst. Oh, yeah, I, uh, I forgot to mention, I, I did a little preparing myself. This thing packs a little bit more punch now, more flour in wider areas. And I do that thing where you, like, tap your head, like, you know, think about it. I'm thinking about what flour will do, so. Flour is a lot of uses, friends. You can make a good bread, you can do some other things, too. Yeah, you can fry a pickle with it. You could even do something as as, as simple as finding tracks of prints, something like that as well. Exactly. This guy gets it. Also, if you want to fry a pickle, I think you need red crumb, but that's okay. You can make bread out of flour, though. Oh, Full shit. circle. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that's me interjecting. <laughs> I'm metagaming about bread. What kind of glass are you going to use to make it, Fried though? pickles. This is <laughs> important. <laughs> all, right. Um, all right. So if we're not going to get a map, we're not going to get anything else, I feel like all we can do is go in cautiously. So... I feel like I got what I needed out of it, personally. So, you guys all pick places to sleep, get together, and start having a meeting just as the boat begins to set sail. You and your companions are on this boat for a day, uh, and the weather gets really bad and stormy, so you guys are under deck kind of talking and formulating your plan the whole time as you go. You guys have a stormy ride on the boat. You spend your day formulating your plan and getting whatever rest that you can. You both feel a little bit weird as you leave town and get onto the boat. Uh, Can you both make me willpower checks? And Devin, can you make an intelligence check? Sure. Nice, dude. 12 of 2, baby. Oh, yeah, you get sick. willpower. Which I failed by 1. 3 of 2. Ah, bummer. Bummer. Oh, but I got a one of three. One out of three on the intelligence check. So I know why I don't feel good. <laughs> yeah. You specifically know that time seems to work differently on the island. So oh. time there stretches. So you guys are now coming back into the way time is supposed to really work. 
thus making you sick on top of the rocking boat during the storm is not helping. Vomit scene? No? The only person who wants a vomit scene is you. I vomit is funny. I don't know. I said it before. I'll say it again. Yeah, dude. I had a listener reach out to tell me that that was actually the most unfunny scene in all of Fractured World. Just letting you know. What was? Wait a minute. I when zoned Jared out for a second. When Jared was violently there. throwing up. Well, yeah, of course it was. No shit. It was the funniest. It was terrible in the care. moment, too. Let alone after. Just like vomit. <sighs> so yeah, you guys get sick. Yeah, I vomit into a bucket for a while, you know? I just vomit over the side of the ship. Yeah, it's wet-ass vomit. No point in dirtying a bucket when you can just <laughs> give the fish some chum. <laughs> Gross. Chum. Great. Welcome to the chum zone. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Please no. My dad fell into a chum shaft. The day passes. You take your your time to recover as the seas calm and quell, and you head to the top deck. You see the city in the distance as you begin to approach shore. You see tons of blue and purple neon lights that illuminate the city into the night sky. And with that, I'm going to cut over to the other group real quick as you guys are docking. Better be quick, then. Oh, okay. So, Zulroth and Blair. You guys finish your meeting at the Gilded Lions outpost. You head to the boardwalk in Ver, and you wait. You wait uh-huh. for a little bit of time for the ship to come in when it was scheduled to, but it does not arrive on time. Fucking unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, probably could kill some time by just doing some nice painting, you know? Are there other, yeah, are there other ships disembarking? I mean, yeah, there's like ships coming in and out. It's just not the ship that you are here for. Is, is ship waving it? Is that a thing that we can do? You mean like like fucking waving at people when they they like disembark? Yeah, like the Titanic or something. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's people watch. Cool. People watch those fucking weirdos that think that's fun. Azul's uh, gonna start painting while while he waits. Well, no, that's what I mean. People watch and like paint them. Indeed, Azul's uh, gonna do it uh, with his two hands, though. He's not gonna like set everything on the ground and start painting like a fucking wild spider. You're not gonna tap dance a painting on the boardwalk. Uh, precisely. I mean, the boardwalk seems like the ideal place for that, though. No, this isn't graffiti at all. It's not performance art. You you could start spanging with your art. <laughs> yeah, there's the word. Nah, dude, it's cool. We're we're coffee drinking, well to do, <laughs> starving <laughs> artists. It's we don't do that shit. <laughs> no, uh, it's just set up there waiting and just draw a version of, of what's happening. You know, ships coming in, people's faces. Yeah, yeah sure. Go ahead. Uh, make me style checks, please. Hey, Zulroth, you have enough supplies. Do you need anything? No, I'm doing quite. F- That's not right. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> it was almost there. I'm doing quite fine, thank you very much. I have plenty of art supplies. Oh my god. <laughs> he reaches into his bag and he's got like a bunch of these swamp inks. His like color scheme is mostly just like blacks, grays, browns. Not very colorful. Edgelord colors. 
edgelord colors. You're, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna make a My Chemical <laughs> Romance album art, bro. Cover. Yeah, he's got one color that's not like grayscale, and it's red. He's a camo artist, <laughs> is really what it is. No one can see what he's going for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh yeah, style checks. Right. Uh, it's style checks equal to your intelligence. Intelligence rank. Yes. Per painting, or do you want that to apply for just the whole thing? Uh, I mean, we can just do it for the whole thing. Okay. Uh, one was a big time fail, but I'm gonna re-roll it because I have my my cool brush thing. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, so that is two passes. Cool. No blackjack, so nothing magic. Same. Uh, two passes, no blackjacks for me as well. You guys are able to uh, paint the the people cheering, the ships on as they disembark. Paint the ships. Take quick sketches of people that are walking up and down, enjoying the boardwalk as day turns to night rather quickly as you guys spend a large amount of time uh, painting and drawing. As you kill the time doing some people watching, the town of Ver kind of shifts and changes around you. You begin to notice more and more of those men who are wearing hidden lion pins on their person, kind of stalking around buildings, stuff like that. You notice more people are drunk, you hear music playing, the lights are on, the fluorescent like turquoise purple and pink lights that the town is known for, and kind of the nightlife begins. Who let all this non-coffee drinking riffraff in? (laughs) Um, Is there like someone in this area that is in charge of like the scheduling like the person who receives the boats or something or keeps track of i don't know what this job would be called the boat master a boat master yes master of boat schedules yes absolutely there is a uh there is a small booth that uh runs tickets and times you could always check with them perfect let's go check on them i've been lied to twice about the fucking boats in this place i was thinking the same um, so, so yeah, we wander over to the Boatmaster. Oh, hello, gentlemen. Call me Master. Call me Ocean Master. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings. We're waiting on a boat here. Um. Well, you've come to the right place. <laughs> yes. Are there any boats running late? Because we were, I believe, uh, the one we're waiting for was supposed to be in a while ago. Uh, do you know where it's coming from, sir? Uh, do I know that it's from Jacksonburg? Or is it, where is it from? <laughs> do I know where it's from? You can go ahead and make me an intelligence check. Uh, pass. Uh, you remember that it was actually coming from the Heartland. Okay. The boat we're waiting for is supposed to be coming in from the Heartland. Well, that, um, huh. I, I can't see anything from the heartland on my register sir are you sure that it's supposed to be arriving today interesting perhaps i'm mistaken i i thought so however uh can i roll anything to see if if i remembered correctly too or the same as him or should i just know that you can go ahead and and roll an intelligence check if you'd like yeah uh three out of five you remember that that boat that you saw leave from Jacksonburg? wasn't on a register either and it also left at a weird time maybe it's related uh, i'll lean i'll lean over to zulath remember that, that weird one at night that one didn't make sense either maybe it's one of those 
So Zulrath, just to remind, yeah, you know, people if they forgot, when he speaks in this voice, this is like his telepathic voice. This is the way he mind speaks. Uh, he talks back to Blair and says, Blair, perhaps this is off the books. I literally just said that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's the exact thing I just said. Yeah, just triple down on it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the harbor master leans in. Maybe it's not on the register. <laughs> Bruh, he can't hear our conversation. <laughs> well, I'm also not the harbor master, so. <laughs> the ocean master. Sorry, the ocean master. Are there any private boating companies that come through here? Well, oftentimes the squall, uh, they seem to have private charters that don't often come on our registers. Interesting. Maybe it is a similar case here. Thank you so much for your help. Of course, gentlemen, enjoy your evening. And do keep your wits about you. Uh, so Zulroth starts making his way away from, from the, uh, the ocean master. Hmm, Blair, I'm supposed to be waiting for these people who I'm supposed to guide, but their boat doesn't seem to have come in yet. What do you think we should do? I'm not sure who to ask for help. Should we just wait? Uh, we could, we could either wait a bit longer or return to the, the guild place. The, what was it? The lion something? Gilded lions. I'd prefer to stay away from the gilded lion if that's all the same to you. I mean, that's, that's fine, but they're the ones that told you to do this, no? No. Uh, actually, I was sent as a guide from the Allfather Academy? Academy? Mm-hmm. Oh, this was for that From Allfather Academy, yes. Right, right. I, I was thinking this was also the Gilded Lions. Never mind. No, no, that's, uh, another thing entirely. Don't you worry about that. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. We could, I guess we could wait. We could, uh. See if there's anyone else waiting for the same thing, but that would involve asking a lot of people, and I don't, I don't want to do that. Um, is there like a well lit area, like some kind of bar or coffee shop? <laughs> coffee shop? <laughs> is there like a coffee shop somewhere that we can hang out at, so we're not just like <laughs> lurking in the shadows, completely susceptible to all of the riffraff? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you guys could even hang out on the boardwalk. Is there a boardwalk cafe? <laughs> yeah. Tight, dude. We're going to go to the boardwalk cafe <laughs> while we wait. <laughs> cool. You guys sit down, get some coffee, hang out in this very well-lit public area. Perfect. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, let me just, like, roll a sense check. Is, like, what's going on? <laughs> what's going on in the boardwalk? Are there any, like, weird ships coming in? Yeah, go ahead and make me a sense check, pal. I failed. Aww. There's a lot of people on the boardwalk tonight. Huh. You don't have a great view out of the shop and to the ocean, unfortunately. Hmm. But if someone were to arrive on the boardwalk, we would see them, correct? You'd probably hear the ship arrive. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Do I know there to be any other docks? Ah, uh, this is the only dock. Okay. So it's not like we're dumb and we went to the wrong docks. I'm not playing that, that game with you, no. It's good, because I grew up here. I'd feel very dumb if I hadn't considered that. <laughs> I don't know what to do here. Any ideas, Graham? Uh, is there any kind of role to to get a, a DM nudge? Like, if we're <laughs> overlooking something that we should know, but just aren't doing? Uh, you guys can 
remake me sense checks and intelligence checks here. Okay. That's not metagaming, is it? I mean, no. Or not in a negative way, I guess. I mean, like, you're you're just looking for more information. Also, literally something that you told us that we should remember that we're not remembering. That's more specifically what I meant, at least. Uh, I failed both of those, unfortunately. Um, well, fuck. I also failed both of them. <laughs> <laughs> the die is turning on me. <laughs> <laughs> you, you guys are sitting here, and you were just, like, staring out. Really good. And you get distracted by the coffee, and both of you guys get startled as, like, the ground shakes a little bit, and you hear the sound of steam and a big horn go off, and it surprises the shit out of both of you. Can I have you both make me luck checks? Absolutely. Son of a bitch, dude. I'm literally failing everything today. Uh, Four out of five. I'm good that time. Four out of five. So, Zulroth, you spill your coffee on yourself. Son of a bitch. I will say, though, Zulroth probably has, like, paint all over himself. Like, he pretty much finger paints with his legs, so... (laughs) A little coffee stain here. Not gonna hurt anyone. So I don't spill my coffee then, right? No, that is correct. I assume that's what that meant. Okay. That's idea. Well, we should, uh, finish these cups really fast and go check out that boat. I wonder if it's the one we're waiting for. You look like you finished yours already. It's all over you. <laughs> uh, but then I'll start drinking a little quicker. How Do I burn myself, by the way? <laughs> yeah, you take I, one wound <laughs> as you burn yourself. Dude, I this, that's two wounds for me. I have one from last week. Oh, yeah, that's right. Coffee burn and something else. Actually, does my arachnid exoskeleton protect me from... Is it physical damage? You are physically being burned, yes. It hits you in the crotch where you don't have a, an exorbitant amount of natural armor. I mean, he might have an exoskeleton dong. Well, you do. Well, let's ha- not that, get into that. That is an Ungoloth ability, I believe. Yeah, or, well, it's, he's got an exoskeleton that gives him one point of resistance. That's why I was asking. This is not the resistance nope. that you need. <laughs> nope. Spiders have one coffee, DR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll have to have to get coffee DR for next time. <laughs> well, if we're going to drink coffee as much as we seem to be, we're going to need some of that. <laughs> this is my coffee suit. Upon being burned with coffee, he, like, jumps up and starts, like, you know, trying to do whatever he can to get the, uh, you know, coffee to stop burning. Like, rubbing his thorax? <laughs> Like what? Like what? <laughs> He's a spider. Like what is he? Well, so here's here's the way that Angolas kind of work. You essentially have the vast majority of a human torso, all the way down to like you you have a pelvis and you have um you don't have legs that extend out of it, but it does kind of then turn into your. I do believe thorax is the correct term, and then nice. that's kind of how your your centauri. So you you straight up spill it on your on your crotch. Yes. Uh his yeah, so he's <laughs> what an awkward predicament to be in. Uh yes. <laughs> Start just fucking rubbing your crotch in the middle of this <laughs> coffee shop. Uh, sir, excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. Could I is, do we have water? Do we have waters? Is that this kind of establishment? Sure, you can have a water. That's fine. Okay, he pours water on We're in the wealthy part of town. We can afford to get free water here. The whole town (laughs) is the wealthy part of town. He pours water on on the exposed crotch skin that's getting burned. 
try to counteract. Cool. You managed to cool down your crotch after a moment. Blair, that was kind of embarrassing. Um, perhaps we can make our <laughs> way over to this boat. Yeah, let's let's go. He like picks up a <laughs> napkin and kind of just tries to dry off himself as they as they make their way over there. You guys head on over there. Yep. You see the boatmaster looks to be a little bit surprised by the boat. He sees you guys coming and he kind of points to it and cocks his head a little bit. Yeah, we're that's our thinking too. Oh, wait, are we in range to speak to him? Yeah, you can walk back okay. up to him. Not a problem. Yeah. Uh, Zuroth nods. Cool. You guys walk to the boat? Yep. Rhubarb, Emmy, the boat comes into town. As it gets closer, you see that the town itself is super, super nice. Think like, think like if Miami was made out of like Spanish and Italian villas. Super huge arrowhead shaped city, tons of neon fluorescent lights. You are let out on the docks and onto a boardwalk. What time of day are we here? It is night. Is this area well lit though? It is pretty lit. Is mm. is the smell of coffee thick in the air? He did spill a lot on him. You do get a distinct smell of, of coffee. <laughs> All right. Of roasted beans. <laughs> what a great word. Beans. <laughs> Which, okay, there it is. Alright, um, are we, uh, are we doing our marching order from before? Rhubarb, like you in the front, me in the back? Yep. That's the plan. Alright. Let's do it. Cool. You guys head off the boat. Yeah, I used the technical term, but yeah. Cool. Isn't it disembark? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Same thing. It sure is. (laughs) Now, debarking is something that you do to a dog, and it's super cruel. Or a tree. It would be to a tree. Or a tree, yeah. (laughs) I disembark. I de-embarked. Yeah, who sounds like a dipshit now? Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I stuck to you get off the boat. (laughs) <laughs> well I want our listeners to learn something so cool yeah so you head off the boat the first thing you see is these two gentlemen if you want to describe yourselves to each other now that'd no. probably be a good time or not I don't give a shit you see these guys um, I described myself to you but I don't remember what I described so I don't remember what I look like anymore wait I might have written it down you definitely sent me the pattern of your suit yeah, well, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, okay, oh yeah, here it is. Black pants, uh, so I'm just like a regular type dude. It's a human? <laughs> Wing tips. <laughs> yeah. Human? Is that the word you're looking for? That's what I said, a regular type dude. A regular dude. type dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have hair, and that, let's see, what else <laughs> I've written down? Uh, I have a, a maroon, like a crazy 90s squiggle pattern vest. Oh no. He might be trying to spin. You should probably avoid those ones. <laughs> uh, Zulroth, on the other hand, is uh, an ungaloth, which of course is a spider. Uh, he is wearing like a black and white horizontal striped shirt. Uh, on top of his head, he's we- he has a beret. Uh, he's carrying like a big uh, one of those like art portfolios in one of his arms. Um, he's got multiple legs, and his legs are, like, kind of spattered with an array of different colored paints that are kind of just caked on. Paints and stains. Yeah. Are you guys carrying your paintings? Yeah, he's carrying a bunch of art stuff. 
Uh, I have a bunch of smaller ones, so it's not necessarily visible for me in like a like a satchel kind of thing. And yeah, in terms of like the spider type, he's one of those like black and yellow type spiders, like one of the swampy looking ones. Gross. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty gross. He's got big like mandibles and shit, but they're tucked into his face. Eh, I don't think you can see that though. Not until you open your mouth and they turn into mandibles. I'm not into that. What do you guys look like? I look like a guy who knows words. Because it totally is a word. So fuck you. (laughs) According to the Oxford Dictionary, debark is absolutely what I thought it was. Debarkation, but using a word being a word and using a word correctly aren't the same thing. Uh, It's a verb and I use it as such. So. Eh. I cordially invite you to suck it upon these nuts. <laughs> I am a cat the size of a large house cat, but I'm bipedal. So I walk on my hind legs and I have a bow. Uh-oh. A bow and quiver, sorry. That's going to be a problem. Uh-oh. That's no good. I have, like, a, just a ge- generic, like, adventuring outfit, like some little boots and trousers and a tunic and a hat. Straight up, you sound like Puss in Boots. Like, I yeah. yeah. Is it Orange Cat? Like, No, I'm Tortoise Shell. And I'm very like, scrawny. Yeah, I thought yeah, you said you were a cat, not a turtle. Cornish Rex. <laughs> it's the breed of cat. I can see it. So he's lanky. Slinky. Um, right, and I'm like a I'm a Tengu man who's on the I think shorter side of Tengus. Um, I'm a, like closer to six foot ish area. Um, he's kind of got that that deep red skin that we all know and love, and his hair is uh, kind of pulled back into a uh, I don't know a noticeably tight uh, like braid situation that flows down and. Um, He's just wearing robes that are white with red. Um, at least at nighttime, assuming you guys can see color at night. That's that's what he's wearing. Uh, he does on the I think probably the most noticeable thing on the outside of this pack. There's a he's got this pack, and on the outside of it, there's a rope, but like tied to the end of the rope, this totally visible like metal ring. It's just like I don't know. It's like the size of a basketball, maybe a little bigger. Just chilling the on the back of his backpack. Yeah, yeah, the ring is. Okay. Huh. Do you still have the soup collar? Oh, fuck yeah. Okay. Soup collar? Yeah, so one other thing you notice is that around his back you see a cauldron with no bottom and a rope is tied around both ends of the cauldron and he wears it on his back. So like a portable gallows with him? <laughs> uh, more, yeah, like a collar. You know, if you had to try to wrestle down King Kong, it's the kind of thing you'd put around his neck. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's new. <laughs> you know. Or if you wanted to disappoint someone by saying you're going to make soup and then you pulled that out. I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a weirdly specific thing to want to do, but all right. <laughs> Danger. Yeah. Uh, do I know these to be the people that I've been waiting for? Is there anything about them that, like would actually indicate this is the right ship. Well, you've been on the docks for a while now, and you haven't seen anyone else who kind of fits the bill. Uh, On top of that, you take a look, and uh, out of the other 
vast majority of people that are uh, accompanying these gentlemen. You definitely see three people that are wearing robes from the Heartland. You would assume that this is the bow you're looking for. Which of these people is not wielding a bow? <laughs> Fucking most of them. Uh-oh. Okay, cool. Everybody except the two people who have been described to you. To you. I do have a crossbow, not a bow, if that changes. Uh... It has arrows. <laughs> <laughs> it has bolts. It has bolts. Bolts. Ah, I guess that's some loophole. Uh, Zul is going to attempt to speak to you all uh, telepathically uh, as he says, Greetings! Have you come in from the heartlands? <laughs> do, do we hear it? Yeah, you all fucking hear this voice in your head as you see this fucking big-ass centaur-like spider gesticulating in front of you, but his mouth is not moving. I say, what the fuck, and then reach for my bow. <laughs> I, I, I literally do the same thing, but I, re- I start going for the, uh, the collar. Laz, the treasure hunter, he kind of puts his, his arm up to you guys as, as you reach for the bows. Yes, we are, we, we are the adventuring party from, from the Heartland. You seem to have startled my, my companions here. Is there any chance you could not do the telekinetic Verleone thing? Apologies, I did not mean to scare you. However, if you heard my actual voice, I think you would probably like it a lot less. Uh, can I hear this, or is he only directing those two? No, like, everybody can hear this in this group. Okay. It's an invasion of privacy. Can confirm, you guys don't want to hear his real voice. Zul just kind of, like, looks down, like, oh, goddammit. Uh, <laughs> and then he's like, Greetings, everybody! My name is Zulroth. I was sent here to guide you to a shot. I prefer this one. Yes, honestly, using my ears feels a bit more comfortable. Yeah, I don't like people fucking around in my head without my permission. Well, I'm still working on it, so I'd rather not. <laughs> anyway, I believe I meant to take you to a shot. I'm just gonna ignore, ignore <laughs> our request. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I draw the bow. <laughs> All right then. No, no matter. Um, it's it's okay. This is just how the people around here talk. No, absolutely not okay. You can't just go into someone's mind uninvited. I'm not reading your thoughts if that's what you're worried about. Anyway, the people of Ashad typically do not speak using their their mouths. That's why it's very foreign to me. Okay, well, we can't do that, so we have to use our mouths. I mean, go for it. Actually, yeah, when we respond to you, is it... We're responding out loud auditorily, yeah, like, so correct. people could hear our responses. Okay. I haven't invaded your brain to read your thoughts. I'm just talking into your minds. Yeah. Okay, so what's the brain equivalent of plugging your ears? Uh, you can resist it. You can roll a post if you want to resist it. Yeah, I guess I'll let it slide for now. What takes precedence here, laziness or your principles? <laughs> Just so you are laziness. aware. Laziness. <laughs> Mind speak is a common method of communication here in Dirk. Okay, I don't give a fuck what's common in this backwater shithole. The rest of the world's not common, okay? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you just call this backwater? Do you see how many fucking coffee shops are behind us there, buddy? (laughs) Can I look to see if there's any uh, crust punks who are panhandling? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) All right, is that a sense? Yeah, please make me a sense check. That is a three of four. Dude, there's, like, a a fucking vagabond of crust punks. 
uh, you see like a whole bunch of either orphaned or crust punks like intermingling with them. You don't know if they're ruffians, if they're homeless. You don't know what the fuck is going on. But there are definitely some people that are panhandling here. They look sketchy. Yeah, it looks like a real nice place you got here. Well, this is my hometown. I am quite fond of it. However, it ha- does have its own shortcomings, I suppose. Have you ever left? Uh, yes. I actually oh, okay. uh, have been going to the school, the All Father Academy in Lindenburg. I believe I was sent here to guide you to Ashad. You see, the people of Ashad are quite different than you, I would say. You're the guides. Yes, I'm supposed to get you in there. Oh, this is good. All right. I didn't know we were meeting right at the docks. It's so much better. I, I, I just for some reason thought we were going to meet so much later. Ah, yes, I was sent here, so I didn't really know what I was looking for, but I'm glad to have found you. Wait, um, uh, I would lean into to Rhubarb and uh, say, but were there supposed to be two guides or just one? Uh, I don't remember. I only remember hearing about one. Uh, can I roll to hear this? You can absolutely roll a sense check. Should I should I oppose it? Because I'm I, I am trying. Oh, all right. I failed anyway. It doesn't yeah, matter. He failed. We're okay. good. Okay. Uh, yeah. I only remember hearing about one. Is that just like his friend? Maybe. Beats uh, me. Graham, do you have any like weapons or armor, like anything that would indicate like battle on you? Uh, no. Yeah, I don't know. He looks kind of weak. Can I hear him? They look like cowards. You, again, can also roll a sense check. I don't think they pose any threat. No. Again, you cannot hear this conversation. Yeah, whatever. I don't care. Fuck him. <laughs> well, um, it's a pleasure to meet you. Um, my name is Emmy, and I, I would go out to do, uh, like a, kind of like a bow where I, like, I put my hand, like, into, like, a, a like, my fit, like, into a fist, do it against my chest and do that light bow, which I'm kind of stealing from that boat captain from earlier, because I just assume that's the way people greet each other around here. Bows are tight. It's a pleasure to meet you. My name is Zulroth. However, many people just call me Zul. Seems to be easier. Ple- pleasure to meet you, Mr. Uh, big Threatening Spider-Man. I assure you I'm a very nice person. I forgot. Uh, my friend here, his name is Blair. Blair? Emmy, uh, and what's your name? I kind of just give like a casual wave, like an awkward one, though. <laughs> I try to match that energy. <laughs> it's a very awkward and confusing exchange. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, he doesn't like to tell people his name if he doesn't have to. Sorry about my friend. Oh, you're asking me? I didn't. Yeah. Catch that? Sorry. I mean, I guess it makes sense. Name's Rhubarb. It's nice to meet you. For what it's worth, I will continue to work on my actual voice to speak to you in the future. However, right now, I find it to be a bit menacing. Uh, yes, it is definitely a bit menacing, sir. It's also annoying. <laughs> that, that is out loud, by the way. Zuroth just kind of shrugs. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a bit rude. I wouldn't say that myself, but... Uh, pleasure to meet you. They call me, uh, they call me Laz. Laz. Cool. Like Laz Claypool. So his name is Les. Got it. Yep. <laughs> Laz then Jake. Fuck. <laughs> that, I was literally like a second away from doing that exact thing. 
danger. I haven't been given, like, directions on, like... Basically, yeah, you were given very vague instructions to bring them back to, uh, Lindenberg. Okay. But it's so late at this point, it's probably good if you guys get somewhere to stay for the night. Can I roll an intelligence check to to delve into my knowledge of this town that I'm from? Sure. Place that I could suggest that would be good for all of these people? You can do that. Uh, I passed. Tight. So, Jared, after passing that check... Yes. The best, easiest, uh, quickest inn that you could find is the Azul Citrul, or the, the Blue Citrus Inn. It's by that cafe that you were at, but it's on the other side of the boardwalk entrance, so it's pretty close to here. Well, you all must be quite tired. Uh, there is a place, I think, that we could stay uh, until the morning and d- head off to uh, Lindenberg. The place is called the Azul Paz <laughs> Situl? Situl? Citrul. Is this the place that I stayed at as well, or no? Yes. Oh, okay. I can guide you there if you're... whenever you're ready. Yes. Is, is there a place to perhaps get a very good herbal tea on the way? My, I spent kind of the whole trip vomiting. I need something to coat my throat and, like, a good honey. Um, I'm gonna roll an intelligence... intelligence best coffee shop in Verleone. Uh, I passed. Sorry, the best tea shop, sorry. You could go back to the coffee shop that you were at and get passable tea there. No, it can't be passable. Gotta be better than that. Oh, better than passable? Well, this wow. Is a coffee okay. town, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I do believe that there is a tea house. You gotta tea it to believe it. <sighs> really just teed that joke up for us, huh? Yeah. There is a tea shop. That is close to the center of town. Can I take a guess at the name? Go for it. Is it Grit Your Tea? Uh, it's Tea's Nuts. <laughs> Damn, my guess was going to be they got tea. Is it actually <laughs> called Tea's Nuts? <laughs> uh, it is not. Give me a second. Okay, I was going to say, that doesn't sound like a danger <laughs> naming. No, it's not. <laughs> but it's funny. Uh, it's called the Royal Petal. Oh. Is it called Dobra? No, fuck off. It's not, <laughs> it's not Dover. Get out of here. Emmy, I know of a tea shop called the Royal Pedal. Ah, uh, that is quite good if you're not feeling well. Yes, that'd be, that'd be very good, actually. I'm feeling, I mean, fucking awful. I'll, I'll tell you the truth. I'm very sorry to hear that. Yes, I, I feel like I just aged two weeks over the course of, was, was that ship just like one night? Is that what that was? The ship was one night, but essentially, uh, you guys packed an entire week's worth of time into one day, and that's part of why you were so sick, because of the, the weird nature of the way the time works on the island. Right. Uh, and even to over-dramatize it, Emmy's like, yeah, I feel like I just traveled two weeks in just one day, so yeah, tea, tea would be very nice. All right. I mean, perhaps we should probably get everybody else to safety first, no? I, sorry, I realized I was kind of a selfish little quest, everybody. I can lead you guys to the inn first, and then I'll bring you to get uh, tea. Does that sound agreeable to you all? Yes. E- even so, would we be able to talk about tomorrow's plan? I'm a bit anxious about just going to sleep without knowing what we're doing tomorrow. Sure. Uh, I can accompany you to the tea shop. I am more of a coffee drinker myself, but <laughs> tea is good from time to time. Blair, would you like to accompany as well? Yeah, might as well. Might as well go together. 
oh, you, you should. I mean, yeah, you're welcome to come too. I just figured, you know, since you guys are kind of on the run, uh, like I say that kind of quieter, you know, that you want to be somewhere safe. But if you're willing to come, I mean, if we're if we're talking about plans and it's going to be pertinent for all of us, we might as well all accompany. Fortunately, the the royal pedal is known for its incredibly large tables that can see, seat large groups of people. So, yeah, is that the defining trait of it? <laughs> that in their lovely tea. Does it actually have? Or, <laughs> or is he just lying like through his <laughs> lying through his mandibles? <laughs> it's been a while since I've been here. <laughs> it's more like seat backs, and you sit on like cushions on the floor, and there's like a large central table. So it, it is Dobra tea. Then you fucking it, liar. Sounds like another place. <laughs> Do they serve pickles? No, there are no pickles. I don't, don't want to go. Anyway, Zul, after being told that they all want to go to this tea shop, uh, he starts leading everyone to the royal... God, I need to like write this shit down. Royal pedal. Royal pedal. There it is. Royal pedal stool. <laughs> so I will say one thing. Uh, one of your com- companions, Sabrina the Kate Sith, does speak up. Um, gentlemen, if it, if it's all the same to you, uh, that was a bit rough on, on my stomach. I'm gonna head straight to the inn and, uh, get some rest. I support whatever decisions that you have. Zuroth just gives her directions, <laughs> so she knows how to get there. Well, basically, you guys, like, walk up to the, the, like, stairs on the end of the boardwalk as all this is kind of happening, and you literally just point to the right. It is, like, right next to the boardwalk entrance. You cannot miss the hotel. Alright, um, do you have any allergies? I'll grab you a digestive while we're there. Uh, no, I, I, I do not have any allergies. None that I know, at least. Alright. I just think about all the different digestives there may be. Digestives? <laughs> How do you pronounce that one? With that, you guys head to the tea shop. Walk in. Alright. The booths are, like, lotus flower shaped, and, like, have the pattern painted on the table. You all sit down, someone comes around, grabs you all tea. Or water, if you don't want to have tea. What kind of tea is it? Yes. They got all the teas here, dude. I mean, yeah, they got they got everything. They got black tea, green tea, iced tea. Is there nudity? Nah, everyone is very well, well clothed in this establishment. I want a chai tea, then. Do they okay. have cruda tea? Yeah, there's some small snacks for the table, absolutely. <laughs> Zul suggests teas, uh, <laughs> suggests teas for people because he has been here before. Yeah, okay. You didn't Do sound that. convinced of that yourself when you said <laughs> that, I'm gonna be honest. Well, I mean, he's from Verleone. I, I don't know, dude, I feel like we need to impose some sort of penalty on you for that. Oh my god, I hate everyone. <laughs> Is this what it's like playing with me? Because I'm usually making those shitty puns all the time. The receiving end. Has to feel. <laughs> Feels great, dude. <laughs> Makes me feel stupid, actually. Like, God damn it! why can't I think of these faster? I guess I guess you'll be feeling a bit naughty after all this. Until another oppor- opportunity presents itself. <laughs> uh, oh my god. Yeah, anyway, we should probably sit down and get the party going. <laughs> Yes, this conversation can be spoken with honesty. It's get to know each other. <laughs> uh, do you still have coffee on you? 
Would would they allow you in? Like, would they see the coffee and tell you to get out? Put on new pants or you can't come in here. Dude, he doesn't have pants. <laughs> He's got spider legs. How would he have fucking pants? dick out? You think in a world with multiple spider people, they wouldn't have invented spider pants? Come on. <laughs> I absolutely assume that you were wearing dark green fucking artist slacks with eight legs. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Do they, do they just cover, like, his front legs? No, they cover all of your legs. I don't know. Some of those legs are actually arms, though. We're gonna have the same conversation we did about Johnny Law now. But he has arms, though. <laughs> oh, that's right. Shit. He has arms that also have hands. His arms are just extraordinarily long. This is giving me PTSD. Post-traumatic fractured world syndrome. Yeah, God there it is. I feel like at the only thing that would really make sense if he has to cover something would be some kind of, like modified loincloth type thing that covers that those bits it's like what are you gonna do put like a leg down each one do you know how annoying it would be to take pants maybe on you off? wear like a dress that covers all the legs why would it be yeah, annoying maybe. you have fucking telekinesis you can just put your pants on with your mind all right fine he has pants he puts his pants on one thought <laughs> at a time <laughs> he has dark green pants what would be annoying is if they had um what they call suspenders that that's gonna be a whole issue uh, does he have coffee still on his pants, or has it dried? I mean, it's definitely dried. It's definitely now stained, but it has dried. If they, if they complain, just spill some tea over the coffee, and then you'll smell like <laughs> tea instead. <laughs> All right. Um, so, is this like a wait to be seated kind of place, or do again? No, you guys, you guys get sat. You put in orders. You, you're good. Yeah. So, Emmy, what was it that you wanted to know about the plan? Well, uh, when we came here, it seemed that the, it seemed that getting in might, it might be a bit steep to go in uh, w- without any knowledge. So let me tell you what we know, and that it might, maybe you can fill in some gaps. So what we know is that there might be a wall around the town, it may be a gate, and we might not be allowed in, and perhaps we might have to fly over the wall or something, or. Uh, our friend Rue here will have to climb over the wall and uh, open it up from the other side or something. And when we get there, we might not be welcomed by the locals. And uh, we don't know if they mean us harm. By unwelcomed, is that life-threatening or is that just like, you know, a little bit of prejudice or something? Not to cut you off or anything, uh, Emmy, but I believe that's what my role is here. You see, I was born in a shot. Uh, the specific type of ungulot that I am is from Ashad, so I believe I'm supposed to get you in. Oh, alright, no, that, that's actually great. So, you, you are correct though, they are very wary of outsiders. Now by wary, is it, um... Well, it's funny that you mentioned racism, because normally <laughs> racism is going towards our people. Ungulots are, tend to be treated quite poorly must have something to do with the way that we look but danger do i think that they're gonna be like violent towards them in a shot violent no ostracized maybe um and how well do i remember a shot like i was born there but do i have memories of it or did i move to verleone like you before? moved to verleone at a very young age most of your memories are from your time in verleone on However, when you're dreaming, you are able to see visions of a shot as you remember them as a baby. 
If it eases your mind at all, Emmy, I do not believe the people of Ashad would be violent to you at all. They might just side-eye you and wonder what you're doing there. So you might describe them as salty? Uh, I suppose you could use that as a description. A bit salty. Hmm. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that the gravity of the situation was accounted for. I don't want to walk in and, you know, go in with these lofty goals and just get mitt with some sort of danger or life-threatening throat cutter or something. Well, I mean, there are the swaps. Those are dangerous. Probably more likely to be danger- more dangerous than the uh, people of Ashad. I mean, our kitty friend here, he could deal with the swamps, I'm sure. His faculties are all around him. You're killing me. <laughs> yeah, I think we can handle some swamps. Well, I believe that swamps are the reason that my family moved away from there um, when I was very young. But like I said, I can guide you there and hopefully help blend in with the, the locals a bit. Um, and yes, uh, we do need to help the medical center there because it seems that they're not producing medicine. So kind of seems like an important task. What did you say? I asked if you why the medicine's production has stopped. Unfortunately, I don't know why. I was sent here on a task from the Allfather Academy. I'm an honor student there, so they sent me that, and I'm also from Ashad, so those two reasons, I guess. So, if you're hired as the, the liaison between uh, them and us... Uh, Blair, what, uh, so I don't mean to sound rude, but what, uh, what skills do you bring to the, um, adventure that we're going on? I can paint. Okay. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Blair is an old friend of mine. He looks pretty young. Oh, oh, you mean, oh, that's what you, sorry. I, I misunderstood. I'm very familiar, uh, with miscommunications. This is not my native language, so I understand. Thank you. I also happen to have a, a certain alchemical prowess that I can make potions with. Not that it's any of your business. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to offend you. I just just need. I thought you know we'd want to share and share alike our abilities. Like a a friend here with a bow, he's a master archer, and um, a bit done to save a few people's lives when they're on the brink of death. And I figured. I know. I now know you're our translator. I just wanted to know what you brought to the table. That's all. No offense. No offense. Uh, when he's talking about how apt of an archer uh, rhubarb is, <laughs> Zul just kind of looks over at Blair like, "Uh oh." <laughs> <laughs> we got two fucking rules, and that's one of them. <laughs> I do. I do have a. A wide variety of skills as well. Uh, however, I don't want to make you uncomfortable. Uh, I, I know people are, don't like when they have their minds probed, so I don't do that. But I could. <laughs> that sounds more like that sounds an awful lot more like a threat, there, Zul. Yeah, well, people also don't like it when they get an arrow through the eye, but I could do that too. Hey, whoa, whoa, hold on. Why you gotta bring that up? I just spent the last week trying to get over that. <laughs> I do not want to fight you. <laughs> if that's not abundantly clear. Also, I think that it would probably be not good for your mission <laughs> if you did shoot me in the eye. I, I never said I was going to. I was just saying I could if I wanted to. Well. 
just like what you said. Okay. Just, we're just we're just letting everybody know what we're capable of, I guess. And and now we all know. Let's 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 move past that. Yeah, let's let's keep this conversation civil, gentlemen. I too am a uh, painter uh, by hobby, painting and writing, two of my passions. Oh, what are we shedding passions too? I, yeah, okay. Um, I've I really enjoyed a, a good sunrise. You know, it just the way it feels on the skin when you wake up. I like a cup of coffee. Strangely, I know exactly what you mean there. The pointing at the the sunset one. I don't know if I paid. I don't think I noticed what your name was. Uh, Emmy, sir. My name is Emmy. So while we're talking, uh, Zulrat's gonna pull out his journal because he's meeting a lot of people and he's just gonna start taking notes on like people's names. Uh, you know, like yeah, for sure. This is Emmy. Details. This is Rhubarb. He keeps threatening me with a bow. <laughs> I didn't threaten you at all. Emmy draws smiley face sunsets, and then the other one frowny face bow and arrow. Danger, while while I do this, can I make checks for it? Uh, If you would like to. I don't think you need to. I know, but like, what if I roll a blackjack? Are you trying to are you trying to draw the notes to make them magical? I also have writing, though. Oh, that's true. I forgot you have writing. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> this is a very vague skill set. I rolled one blackjack and failed the other two. Cool. <laughs> the <laughs> actual text on the page kind of swirls into a, like, small sketch of the person, and when you move your hand over it, it reveals the information that you've written. That's kind of cool. It gives you a facial recognition as it kind of, like, moves. I mean, in, I guess in-game that doesn't matter too much, but that image is really cool. Just throwing that out there. So, Zul, um, we were talking on the way, and uh, one of our companions, and I, I motioned towards... Hold on, hold on, hold on. I have the name written down. I motioned towards... I think it was Monique who said it. Um, and I'm like... Oh, or unless it was Sabrina. It was one of the two of them. And I say, they were thinking that perhaps a disguise would, uh, might be prudent to get in. Is that even possible? Zul kind of just like looks at their bodies and then looks at his own body kind of just like the thorax part and all of the legs because like the only way that you'd be able to disguise yourself into a shot would be as like in a shot ungloth correct well there are other people besides ungloths that do live in a shot granted all of the ungloths in Durg come from a shot but yeah that doesn't mean they're the only people that live there. do they do they all speak telepathically right yep I don't think a disguise will do you much good if you're not able to mind-speak. All of those in Ashad speak this way. It may seem strange to you all, but it's very common where I'm from. Alright, so I'll just cross that off the list. Not a possibility. Possibility! Aha! There's another. (laughs) (laughs) I like the accidental ones. Alright, so that's not even an option, and I assume going in guns blazing, or or sorry, are guns even a thing in this universe? They are very rare. Bows blazing. Yeah, going in sword swinging, that's probably not also an option, right? Like, we want to keep that. That's not an option at all, right? If, well, we have this, we have Zulroth here, this, we have this wonderful guide. I don't think any of our previous concerns, uh, brainstorming is really going to be of use now who is this talking right now for you 
This girl is super pale. Uh, she is a she, so she's elvish. Uh, blonde hair, icy blue eyes, like albino pale white skin. <laughs> and she's wearing uh, long flowing robes of blue and purple. And her name is Monique. Yep. Uh, Zul adds to his notes that he likes this person. Because <laughs> she said something nice about his him. What did she say? Lovely guide? If we're able to just flat out get in, I don't think we need to worry about a disguise at all. A uh, quick question, Danger. Yes. Did the, the rest of the party, did they introduce themselves to us too? No. I was going to do it, but again, there's fucking eight NPCs here, oh. so I'm giving the spotlight to you guys as per check usual. Out. But uh, to give you all the the quick rundown, Yes, Monique, you're probably right that we can just get in, but um, one of the things I learned back when I was part of the Empire is that any plan does not survive contact with, uh, well, in this case, with the scenario that we're hitting. So it's probably best to have a few options at our disposal. Well, I suppose that's right. Uh, is, is there an easy way for us to be able to do this mind-speak that you speak of, Zul? That you mind-speak of? That's actually how you would say it. So good job. Is there? <laughs> I, can they do that? They would have to take telepathy. I'm gonna try to do ventriloquism. I rolled a five. On what? Uh, just to just to learn it, just like oh. right after right after he says that. Just, <laughs> I blackjacked. I learned it immediately. <laughs> Fuck you. Hey, Charles Charles Xavier. Charles Xavier can do it. Why can't I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Zulroth kind of just looks around at the group. Do any of them look like, you know, book people? <laughs> like, do any of them look like book people? Do they people? look like warrior people? Magic people? Do they look like, you know... I mean, there's one guy who looks very bookish. You have a couple of scholars that are in here. Absolutely. So Zul just says, I think for you it would be very difficult. Uh, you as well. Um... Rhubarb. However, those... He kind of just... You, you, uh, Blair probably could. It's more of a, a thing that you can do with your mind. Though, even if you could do it, it's very unlikely that any of you would be able to speak the Ashad dialect unless I were to teach you. Maybe, like, a common phrase or something? I'll try to think of some <laughs> to tell you. <laughs> just maybe, like, a hello, just something like that. Like, where is the tea? Hello, please don't kill me. I am new to your country. Please, no mushrooms in my tea. <laughs> please, do not judge me for my abnormality. There are all different types of folks everywhere, so... It's hard to say what we'll encounter. However, I believe if we tell them that I was sent to guide you from the academy, that they probably would be pretty apt to, to have us help with the medical center. Now, do you know anything about the medical center itself? Oh, that's a fun one. Danger. I'm going to roll an intelligence to see what I know about it. Yeah, go for it. Because, like, from what I can tell, it seems like they just produce something that's really important to fight off Thrall? Is that is that the word? That is correct. Okay, but I'm going to roll to see what I know. Um, I rolled a six, so I blackjacked. But that makes sense, because I go to a school in Derg. I would probably have studied this. So, you definitely know a bit about Factory itself. 
you've never seen it in person, you've never been in a shod while it was either under construction or up and running. Um, but what you do know is it takes some of the herbs, mushrooms, and various plants from the marshes, breaks them down and processes them into a powder and then a pill, and it is said to slow the spread of thrall and potentially cure it. Yes. Uh, so Zulroth conveys that to everyone about the uh, plants in the, you know, the marshes and how it's turned into a powder, pill, etc. What Danger said. <laughs> Thank you. Emmy, you you said uh, you were some sort of healer? Is that, did I, did I hear you correctly? Uh, yes. Yes, that's correct. I was, um, Danger. I, I do have a question here. Yes. So my robes, I, I assume that they are, like, they're repainted like Empire robes, right? So... Uh, yeah, you tried to alter them uh, to not appear as uh, Ostwin Empire robes, for sure. Is it, um, not speaking for my character, but just speaking for the average person, if someone saw me and they knew I was from the Empire, would that be fight on sight? Uh, depends on the group, depends on the people you see. Okay. If you find people from Innsbury and they kind of know what's up, they'd probably be a bit upset about your presence. If you find certain hunters, uh, they could be upset by your presence, um, but not necessarily attack on sight. Okay. Um, can I do a quick sense check? I, I want to look around because I'm I, being very honest. I, I might actually mention that to him, but I want to look around to see if anyone that I think would attack me is around. Yeah, absolutely. Go for it. All right. A two of four. There are a couple of tables. None of the people at the other tables look like they are intimidating to you. You don't get a weird vibe from anybody. Uh, no one has the typical traits of burnt hands who would have been involved in the incident that you were in. You know, right, right. nothing Nothing seems weird. Okay. Are there any gilded lions here? I mean, potentially. I thought they had the emblem visible. Not always. Doesn't matter. Right, so uh, when you... Yeah, when you ask me the healer question, I go, uh, yes, um, in a, in a previous life, you might say that I was, um, I was actually trained, uh, under the Katra. Perhaps you heard of them. Um, I know it's not, it, it probably does not bestow a lot of confidence in my, um, in my alliances and all that, but I assure you that my alliance, first and foremost, was, um, making sure that people survived. Well, the, the faith came second sometimes. Yes, so I, I trained under them, and I, I learned I learned uh, some of some very good, very reliable healing magic uh, as a as a result. So danger, like, cause I'm from Derg. Like, do, do do people care about what's going on with that that whole like encounter that he was just describing the contra? Yeah, I don't I don't think you guys would necessarily give a shit if you knew the ins and outs of of what's happening. You probably wouldn't be about it or for it. Yeah, I rolled to see, like, if I'd heard of it, but I don't know, like, how much a fucking student in Derg would know about this. Yeah, I can't say that you know much. You know that it, that it is a conflict that exists. And for what, it, for what it's worth, uh, the Katra, it's not a, it's not like a place. It's like a specific group of people, which... Oh, that's what I assumed. Yeah, I, I don't know how famous they are. I, I don't know. 
I can't speak for everyone here, but uh, I don't think that many people in Durg would have issues with uh, dealings from back where you're from. Well, I, I appreciate it, but just looking at my, my record is really all I wanted to bring up is um, if, you, if you're under me, you're under good hands. Uh, I burned myself with coffee earlier. Would you mind? Uh, I, I, uh, I lift up a finger and I go, can I get some napkins, please? My friend, um, he, and maybe some, a spritz of water. He needs a little dab. Server comes over, gives you, you know, some wet paper towel or some, like a wet cloth and a dry cloth. I just start teaching you the dab method of removing stains. Zulroth plays along. Thank you, I was too afraid to ask. So he, you know, he starts dabbing off <laughs> the, uh, the coffee stain. Um, gentlemen, I do apologize, but it is, uh, getting rather late. Would we be able to go check into the hotel and continue this conversation on the road in the morning? Are you feeling better, Emmy? Oh, yes, the, the multiple layers of honey that I put in really helped me out there. Happy to hear. Uh, also, are you actually do, like? Do you actually have a wound? <laughs> like, I oh haven't... yeah, he has he has received wounds, but it's fine. If we're going to sleep, it doesn't matter. I was mostly asking to see a demonstration, and then I thought about it, and I was like, kind of weird to use like magic healing in the middle of a tea shop, isn't it? If magic goes off and anyone can detect it, they might be like, oh, why? Yeah, why? Yeah, so certainly, let's head back then. Yeah, so you guys uh, pay up. The tea costs you a two whole uh, chlorins, so like not really breaking the bank, getting some good tea. Uh, you guys all head back to the inn. You are able to get rooms and head up to them. Zulroth, after leading them there, showing them the way, you depart and head to your parents' shop and house. And with that, that's where I'm going to leave it this week. Once again, uh... <laughs> Zulroth covered the bill as he's hosting them in his hometown of Verleon. Is it 50 chlorins to one crimson? Correct. Okay, cool. I gave him a tip as well. Cool. Alright, if you are still listening at this point in the episode, I just want to say thank you for listening this week. Thanks for checking out the podcast. If you like what you heard, please spread the word. Uh, we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Come check us out there. Find some more shenanigans and madness. If you want to check out the game itself, the free beta is available on drivethroughrpg.com. Just search for Warp Lords and you will find us. Sorry about the longer episode this week. We had a lot to kind of cover, but we'll be back to our normal length episode starting next Wednesday. See you then, Internet. Stay safe and make good choices.